Hello everyone, welcome back to the Canberra Motorsport Podcast for 2022. It's a little bit of a late start, we've been busy, so hopefully you haven't missed out on too much. We'll be getting in today to the uh, everything that we've missed so far this year. Uh, so new things surfacing in the NASCAR world, the Formula E world, uh, the F1 standings going into uh, this week's race at Imola, uh, and how playoff standings uh, and this new next-gen car for NASCAR uh, and the new F1 rule changes are going to be working, and some other small bits of news as well. Thank you for joining me. Welcome back to the Canberra Motorsport Podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to be back again in 2022. Uh, we will be now delving into uh, the all the motorsport news we've kind of missed. Uh, we need to cover up on uh, and some other cool things as well. So we'll start off with Formula One. They've st- the new 2022 cars have come out, uh, and we are looking at the Ferrari dominance possibly of this year. Uh, the top two, top three cars will be this year. Ferrari have the best car clearly at the moment going into Imola. Uh, then it's Red Bull. Uh, then it will be either Mercedes or McLaren. Not sure. Um, we're still kind of working on the rest of the field um, because Mercedes have kind of, um, really they've not been as bad as we thought they were um in bahrain uh, and in Jeddah and australia they were or they were pretty midfieldish not not the top like we used to um and the mclarens was horrible in bahrain but from uh, Jeddah onwards they've been really really good and inside the top 10. so i'm not sure how the playing field's gonna go uh into Imola we'll see how that goes afterwards um but for now I'll give you an update on what's going on right now so uh we had the Bahrain Grand Prix it was an absolute stunner race um Charles Leclerc started from pole and converted that into a victory uh, second was Carlos Sainz with third for Lewis Hamilton and then Mercedes um only for bad luck to strike both bulls both red bulls out Towards the end of the race, Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez, the same failure, a fuel system problem. Uh, that's probably going to be related some in some way to the new E10 fuels. Um, so we'll see how that plays out for them. Um, but really, nothing much kind of to, to, to go on about there. Uh, Charles Leclerc then obviously did take the driver's championship lead going into Jeddah. Uh, in Jeddah, Sergio Perez got his first pole position. Uh, in his Formula 1 career, but did not win the race. Unfortunately, he did not convert it. It was actually his teammate, Max Verstappen, who won the race from Leclerc and Sainz. Uh, Leclerc still held the Drivers' Championship lead. Hamilton finished down in 10th, uh, and Bottas, Ricardo, and Alonso all retired on the same lap with all engine uh, failures. Uh, and now last week's, or two weeks ago, in Australia, Charles Leclerc again converted another pole position to a victory. Uh, this time it was Perez in second and Russell third, uh, as Verstappen and Sainz both had issues. Uh, Verstappen, you know, another, another uh, this was a fuel pump issue, not a fuel system, so different different, di- different system, uh, different issue. Uh, so Verstappen, again, out of the race, uh, and obviously with that fuel pump issue. Carlos Sainz, he spun on that too and uh, basically beached his car. 
Um, so he took no further part in the race. So uh, I'm going to get down to the nitty-gritty deeps of Australia first. I want to talk about some controversial things that have been going on in Formula 1 at the moment and some kind of things that we need to talk about. So going into Australia, Sebastian Vettel obviously returned from COVID test. Uh, he tested positive uh, and w- was unable to race in Bahrain and Jeddah. was replaced by Hulkenberg. Um, but, you know, he came back in Australia and immediately... Basically, he had an engine failure, which means he missed FP2. Then he got back in the car in FP3, crashed it. So did his teammate Lance Stroll. They both crashed their cars. They almost missed qualifying. Lance Stroll only just got into qualifying um, there. Um, And then obviously crashed his car into a Latifi later because obviously with that kind of incident, if you look at it closely, I'm going to say both drivers are at fault for this one. Um, I think, you know, you probably could have given both drivers a three-place three place grip penalty. Because Lance Stroll, he moved right. Like, I don't know why he did that. That's probably the main swaying decision in the FIA's ruling, is that Lance Stroll moved right on the track, uh, which kind of gave him that, that grip penalty and um, g- gave that collision kind of more of a... A racing incident but it wasn't actually it was in qualifying um so really and then so lance stroll turned right into latifi was accelerating for no reason so they were both at fault there for my opinion because latifi had the opportunity to back out of it if lance stroll was still turning right he could have backed out of that pretty easily if he wasn't accelerating um or he could have taken an alternate line um to switch lines you know there's multiple things the tv could have done to stop that um so yeah unfortunately that's just how it goes uh back on the top of, of sebastian vettel though he had a horrible australian grand prix weekend as i mentioned fp1 and the engine failure fp3 he dnf'd um crashed the car uh qualifying if it wasn't for his teammate lance stroll crashing into latifi he would not be taking part in qualifying although he didn't he did finish last of the runners uh and down in 17th uh he did compete in the qualifying section and did compete in the race as well uh and again another dnf for sebastian vettel and no points for aston martin um seb crashed out uh spun the car lost it uh through one of the corners and hit the wall so that's a really unfortunate weekend for seb and hopefully at emila he has a, a rebound and kind of gets himself into the midfield um you know, going into Australia, we weren't expecting Williams to, to be there where they were. They got a point. I don't know how Alex Albon lasted on those hards for basically the entire duration of the race and still managed to get a point. I don't know how he did that, but that's an absolute masterclass strategy from Williams. So big, big, big ups to, to Williams for that one. Uh, big ups to Albon himself as well. Um, so yeah, that was really Australian Grand Prix weekend there for you. Um, it was a pretty decent race, better than the past two Australian races we've had. Um, so yeah, hopefully next time we go back there, we can have a more entertaining race. There was a lot of accidents and incidents, um, which kind of spiced up 
spiced up the race a little bit more, so we'll see how that happens. But yeah, now into the more interesting F1 news. Um, Volkswagen is looking to enter F1 now. It's been rumored for quite a quite a long time, but now they've, they've said they are looking to enter F1. And the interesting thing is Porsche and Audi are looking to take different paths. Porsche wants to be an engine supplier, and Audi wants to have its own team and be an engine supplier, which is going to cost them even more money. So at the moment, Porsche is likely to be partnering with Red Bull AlphaTauri, so pairing both the Red Bull and the AlphaTauri teams for 2026. Uh, talks are ongoing at the moment, as Helmut Marco said in a press conference uh, or a press statement. Um, at, but at the moment, Audi is wanting to race their own F1 team, which will be interesting. Um, now, more interesting team entries going into Formula E as well. Um, we've we've just started, we've finished the first um, one, two, three, four, five rounds of the season. Um, we've we finished five rounds of the 2022 season, and it has been a really really good start of the season. Um, really really entertaining, like like it always is. Make sure you do go watch, start. Uh, Try and watch Formula E if you haven't already. I know some of you guys don't like it, but you need to give it a go if you don't. Um, if, you, if you just don't like it because it's electric, please do try and give it a go. It is an absolutely amazing motorsport, um, and you know it's definitely not worth missing. Um, so there's been rumors that Audi, when Audi left Formula E at the end of last season, there's been rumors that their team partner, which is App Sportsline, uh, are wanting to make a Formula E return in their own team, uh, which would be very interesting if they do so, because that could shake up the grid a bit more. Uh, and more Formula E team news, Maserati and Rocket Venturi are partnering. I'm not sure how they're going to work that, if they're working as um, how, they, how they work that, if Maserati will supply powertrains to Rocket Venturi, or if Maserati is going to be a title sponsor of Rocket Venturi and supply power units, powertrains. They didn't specify in the article what exactly this partnership's about, but it's just a partnership. So we'll, I guess we'll get further details going into next season. Nissan has bought the whole EDAMS team, so Nissan Formula E team will take effect from next season, so it will not be Nissan EDAMS from next season. So this will be another interesting change uh, in there. Um, and basically it's looking very interesting uh, in the Formula E season at the moment. Going through the uh, kind of races we've had so far, Derrier, the first race, uh, Stoffel Van Dorn got it on pole position. Nick De Vries won the first race like he did last year, uh, and Stoffel Van Dorn finished second with Dennis in third. De Vries obviously took the World Drivers' Championship lead from that one. Uh, in the second Derrier round, Nick De Vries got pole position, uh, and the race was won by Eduardo Mortara. Uh, second was Rocket, uh, sorry, second was Robin Freintz. Um, and third was Lucas Degrassi for a uh, Rocket Venturi 1-3. Uh, the World Drivers' Championship lead went to Mortara. Uh, Mexico City, Pascal Verlone got pole position and converted it to a Porsche 1-2 for him to win his first race, and Andre Lotterer's teammate finishing in second. John Eric Verne finishing in third. Uh, the World Championship lead still held by Mortara. Going into the first round of Rome, Van Dorn got pole position with Evans and well, Evans winning. France another second place, Van Dorn third, and the Mortara holding the uh, lead of the championship. Uh, the last and most recent round uh, at Rome, 
Jean-Eric Verne got pole position. Evans again sweep the sweep the race. Uh, so it's a two races, two race uh, wins in a row at the same track for Mitch Evans. Uh, Verne finishing second, Freitz in third, Jean-Eric Verne taking the lead of the Drivers' Championship. So very interesting stuff going on there. Now, NASCAR is what I want to touch base on here because this is what gets really interesting. The new next-gen cars debuted this season. We're already um, getting into the Talladega race this weekend. Really, really excited to watch that one. The Geico 500 is always a good race. There's always going to be some good wrecks. Uh, and there's probably going to be a surprise winner if we don't watch out. Um, you know, the Daytona 500, Larson got pole position. Austin Sindrick won that race, so he's into the playoffs. Bubba Wallace came second, Chase Briscoe third, and Austin Sindrick obviously taking the regular season lead on that one. Sindrick again, he took the pole position in Auto Club, but did not convert that to a win. That was actually taken by Larson, so kind of Daytona and Auto Club swapped around. <laughs> Larson got pole in Daytona, Sindrick won. Uh, Sindrick got pole in Auto Club, Larson won, so I swapped it around a bit, there a bit. Uh, Austin Dillon came second in Auto Club, Eric Jones in third. Austin Sindrick held the regular season lead, though. Uh, Penzo 400, uh, Christopher Bell got pole position, but it was won by uh, Alex Bowman. Larson came second, and Chastain third, who was doing really, really well for that race. And Kyle Larson got the regular season lead. Um, in Phoenix, Blaney got pole position, but the race was taken by Chase Briscoe for the second uh, new winner of the season. Uh, Chastain came in second for a thir- for a second consecutive podium. Uh, well, not podium because it's not F1, but a second consecutive uh, top three. Uh, Reddick in third with Joey Logano taking the regular season lead. Uh, at Coda, this was a very exciting race at the very end. Uh, Blaney got another pole position. Uh, sorry, I'm losing it. Sorry, we're at Atlanta, not Coda. Uh, Atlanta, Briscoe got pole position, and Byron won that race with Chastain for the third consecutive time uh, in the uh, well, third consecutive time in the top three. Um, Kurt Busch finished third in that race as well. Really good showing from 2311 in that 45 car. Chase Elliott then took the regular season lead. Now going into Coda with in a very exciting finish, Ryan Blaney took another pole with Ross Chastain finishing in first, getting another first-time winner, and for the fourth consecutive time in the top three. Bowman finished second with Bell in third and Chase Elliott continuing his lead of the, of the regular season. Uh, at Richmond, Ryan Blaney took another pole position, uh, but it was Denny Hamlin this time who won the race. Uh, with Kevin Harvick in second and Byron in third, with Ryan Blaney then taking the lead of the regular season. Going into Martinsville, which was an absolute snoozy, uh, snooze fest, Chase Elliott got pole position, but the race was won by William Byron. Uh, second was Logano, and third was Austin Dillon, uh, with Chase Elliott continuing his lead, uh, taking the lead of the regular season championship. And the Food City Dirt Race, which was a very, very entertaining race compared to Martinsville, uh, Cole Custer got pole position, but Kyle Busch stole the win from Chase Briscoe and Tyler Reddick, who crashed on the final lap. Reddick finished second, Logano third, Briscoe all the way down somewhere in the teens, and Chase Elliott continues his lead of the regular season. So it's getting very, very interesting uh, up in uh, NASCAR at the moment. Geico 500, obviously, this week coming up. gives some good uh, plate races, a good opportunity here. So Denny Hamlin, Bubba Wallace. Uh, Austin Sindrick, Chase Briscoe, Larson, 
Um, you know, Kyle Busch, Harvick, Kurt Busch, uh, Kieslowski, especially. Kieslowski definitely is a big one. Um, you know, all those big names, Logano even, a really, really good chance to, you know, take the winner here uh, at Talladega. So we'll see how that plays out for them. Uh, but, again, we'll see that going, going into this weekend. Um, we've got pretty much a full next two weeks. We've got quite a lot of motorsport on, only one motorsport being missed out at each weekend. So this weekend, uh, this is all based on the manager motorsports, of course. This weekend, if you're interested in watching new motorsports and you're an F1 fan, go check out uh, MotoGP, NASCAR, uh, and I'm not sure what else is running this weekend. Uh, I don't think Formula E is running this weekend, no. So actually, we're missing IndyCar and Formula E this weekend, but make sure you do go check out MotoGP and NASCAR. So Formula 1, MotoGP, NASCAR uh, will all be running this weekend. Uh so F1 will be at Imola, NASCAR at Talladega, MotoGP will be at Portimao. So make sure you do go check those out. They'll be really, really entertaining races. Um, and next weekend we'll have uh, NASCAR at Dover. Uh, Formula One will not be on. MotoGP will be at Spain, um, and Formula E will be at uh, Monaco, and IndyCar will also be running. And that will be at uh, Long Beach, I think. I'll correct myself here in a minute. Um, but at the moment, that's what it's looking like going into this week. Um, it's an exciting, exciting race, uh, especially for NASCAR, because this gives us an opportunity to get another, um, you know, first-time winner. Um, so we'll just get we'll see what next race is here. Hold on. It is going to be Barber. Sorry, that is my bad. It is going to be Barber Motorsports Park at, uh, for IndyCar this week. So there's a lot going on in the world of motorsport right now. Um, Drive to Survive Series 4 apparently was an absolute flop. I watched it myself. Um, eh, didn't mind it. Wasn't as good as like Season 1 or 2, but other people think seem to think it's a flop, so that's on them. <laughs> um, but yeah. And there's been a lot of things going on at the moment. So stay tuned for the next couple of weeks as we go um, on with the Canberra Motorsport Podcast. Um, we're going to end this here. It's going to be a decently long podcast episode for you guys today. Uh, just delivering you the latest news. Make sure you know we're back um, and ready to go. Now, one thing before we go, make sure you stay tuned for the Canberra Motorsport Podcast. We have a very, very, very special podcast episode next week uh you will not want to miss that one so make sure you do stay tuned for it and what uh, and listen in uh or check it out on the motorsport network channel when it's up up in a couple of weeks time um so yeah make sure you don't miss uh the next week's podcast uh or the video that will go up on the motorsport network channel uh so do stay tuned for that uh, but in the meantime, make sure you do go follow uh, our socials at Camber F1 Real on Twitter, at Camber F1 on Instagram. Uh, make sure you go subscribe to my personal channel, the Motorsport Network. Uh, and make sure you do go and uh, do some following uh, of the new motorsports. Uh, well, not new, but motorsports that, ha- that are happening this week. Uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for joining uh, and good day.